evening, everybody. I'm Mark. <laughs> and I'm Britton. And today we have a very special guest. Say hi, Jenny. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today we are doing another of our Antarctica broadcasts, which basically means that if you're hearing this, I am in the South Pole and I am not at home. So we're doing these quick little Antarctica podcasts to kind of uh, hold you guys over until I get back. And the theme of the Antarctica, Antarctica podcasts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are that we watch the pilots or significant episodes or first episodes of television shows, and we talk about them. And today's television show was... The Breakout Kings. The Breakout Kings! Let's get started. Also, Jenny's here. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Jenny is here because she is the one who actually picked The Breakout Kings. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I think that Jenny likes this show. I do very much. It's one of my favorite shows. All right. So um, Britain's going to give us a brief overview about what happened in the show, and then we will go from there. Uh, so I missed a good portion of the show because I was cooking my meatballs. Yes. But uh, from what I gather, there's a there's a not nice guy, and he's in the prison, mm. and uh, he, he does a Macaulay Culkin uh, Home Alone level escape from uh-huh. the prison, and, uh, you know, and... If, you know he's since he's such a bad guy. The uh, the federal marshal, is, you know, says what's what's a good uh, way to catch convicts with more convicts. Ah. So uh, he he uh, gets this elite group of other bad guys and uh, goes after the 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 first guy that broke out uh, and he's going around murdering people again i don't know why he was because i was cooking meatballs he was just a meanie oh and uh something about a bank robbery and a an accomplice and uh and uh, that's about that yeah. yeah yeah so i um i think that the uh, the main theme of the show is that uh the convicts even though they're uh they're locked away in prison aren't necessarily bad people, but they all have their own uh, uh, run-ins with the law in one way, shape, or form, mostly mm-hmm. caused by their own uh, you know, personality quirks or um, or what have you. So uh, it is kind of interesting that we have convicts going after mean, bad convicts, you know, yeah. that, uh, that got out of prison. It's it's very Suicide Squad. Actually, I was going to mention that. Well, I did first. Yes, you beat me, you beat me to it. Now I'm disappointed. Um, but they even did the Suicide Squad thing. I'm talking about the, uh, the Jared Leto Suicide Squad. I didn't see the new one yet, so I don't know how similar it is to that. Uh, Jared Leto's, I think, in the, the other one. Oh, is he? He's in the new one? I, I think he is. Huh? I don't remember him yeah. being in the new one. And then I'm full of shit? You are. Um, but they even did the the uh, uh, the Jared Leto Suicide Squad, Will Smith Suicide Squad, by having uh, having one character they brought in just to leave behind for uh, like the first chance they get to show, I guess, the stakes of not doing things right. Because mm-hmm. uh, they had four guys um, uh, that they had out. One was like a big game hunter. One was a uh, psychiatrist. Yeah. One was a con artist woman, and the other was, a, I guess, a hustler of some kind. A quote-unquote entrepreneur. Yes. And um, the big game hunter, he tries to sneak a knife out, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna have uh, have you handcuffed to this diner table for the rest of your life because you are out of the team." And that was basically the equivalent of Slipknot uh, trying to get away in Suicide Squad and having his head blown off. Would we say that? It was the equivalent of getting your head blown off? Basically, like, all right, we brought you in just to show what happens if you cross the line. 
Getting handcuffed in a diner is the equivalent of an explosive decapitation. Yeah, you know why? Because both of them are now written out of the show or movie. Mm -hmm. So that is, uh, I would say, pretty damn equivalent. The uh, and, and I'm kind, I'm a little bit glad because I, I could see that big game hunter guy getting a little bit old. Like, it's fight or flight. Oh, you see that? Yeah, the way you left the footprints. Uh, the footprints don't taste right. Yeah. Though I do have to say, spoiler, he comes back for one episode, I believe, in season two. Just like when they had Slipknot uh, being <laughs> air carried out in his uh, in his, his body bag. Yep, Same just thing. Like it. Exactly equivalent. A one to one ratio. Yes. Um... Though I would have actually liked to see more of the uh, the big uh, the big game hunter guy because I would have made him the most ridiculous over the top big game hunter guy that they possibly could. Like I would have had him be so one note that it was uh -huh. almost ridiculous. Like uh, you said, like oh, so how do you like your steak cooked? I like it still alive. <laughs> so raw that I have to take the eternal soul of the animal with me. Like, okay, so uh, one we're all steak, and how about you, sir? And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Like, every single thing that this guy done, it would have been hilarious. Even if he broke a shoelace, you know, I think, like, now I have to find skin my own snake and wrap it around my shoe. It's like, no, man, we, it's 30 cents to get a shoelace. You can yeah, do that. I imagine he has some bullshit story. Uh, the Navajo said when a shoelace snap. It's a man's soul coming to... Yeah, it's always the man's soul, you know? Yeah, just get him another shoe. <laughs> yeah, that. I, I think that this guy could have had some mileage. I um, like the fact that this uh, character was on screen for approximately five... <laughs> five minutes, maybe seven? And he's, he's the most interesting person in the room now. Yeah, like... I want to know more about this guy. Like, I want him to uh, constantly be trying to, you know, make... Uh, makeshift MacGyver type weapons that always somehow save the day. I want to see the world through the filter of violence that he has. <laughs> well, I wish that we watched the next episode because the person that they replace him with is also like just, kind of like, just a, just like a, 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 a lens of violence, exactly, is what we're like. I, I want him to, uh, at the very end of the episode, there's a. Uh, the bad guy has this little girl in a car with a bomb strapped to her chest, and, you know, if he pushes these buttons on the phone, the bomb goes off. Yeah. And so it's like a big standoff between the police and uh, uh, the escaped convict to kind of, like, who's going to win and everything like that. Like, how do they bring him down without killing the little girl kind of yeah. thing? I would have had the big game uh, hunter come out and... I don't know, like, take a tire iron or something, like, bend it into a boomerang, mm. and, like, you know, <sighs> I, I want him to come running in on all fours, like an animal, <laughs> and then rip his neck out with his teeth. <laughs> Man, you went too far, but... Damn it, are you good? Do you get results? But you're too far. You went too far. But you got results, man. You you got results. A warrior always... A warrior always respects his opponent. <laughs> Now, uh... I like how you, you're making him out to be kind of wise in in your scenario. <laughs> like, one who always has these proverbs or quotes or, like, something like that. But he was not like that at all. He literally was, like, scum of the earth. Like, oh, uh, I know, I know the woods. 
He's the like, woods was my backyard. <laughs> the Lord gave us two hands. That's all we need. Right, all they we- look like big, strong <laughs> hands, don't they? Right. I don't need no weapon. I could just take these big ham hocks. <laughs> like, I would have had a, you know, at some point, a a bright, sunny day, and a couple of people just standing there, like, on the, on the road, and there's, like, the shadow of them, like, on the road, and yeah. he comes out of the shadow. That's where he was hiding the whole time. Like, almost impossible level of camouflage that he's doing. I, I wanted that. They're in, they're they're having a stakeout of... I, I don't know where, why, rather, but they're in the woods. Okay. And there's just... You know, they're at different spots, but uh, when they find him, he's been staring at this elk. <laughs> That's like... Like, the him and this elk have been staring at each other in the eyes mm-hmm. for hours. Now does the... Uh, oh, go ahead. I think I could talk to him. <laughs> he can talk to him. Sees right into his soul. Mm-hmm. And he, at, oh, go ahead. He knows me, and I know him. And at the very end, when all is lost, the elk comes in with him riding atop it. <laughs> and that's how they disarm the bomb. They call him Quidgibo. <laughs> he is here to save the day. Yeah, I would... <laughs> I know this is getting to be a little bit ridiculous, but... I pro- it a would, little bit. It no longer would have been one of Jenny's favorite shows. I think she would have stopped watching after episode one. I don't even know if I would get to the end of but episode boy, one. But boy, oh boy, would it have gained a fan from me. <laughs> he descends on the wings of eagles. <laughs> Gandalf? Yeah. Like, I, I imagine he's not riding eagles. I imagine he has his arms outstretched and there's like six there's eagles. a flock of eagles just carrying him. Yeah, like three eagles on each arm. Is that a band from the 80s? A flock of eagles. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they sang uh, I Ran So Far Desperado. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, even though I don't want to stop talking about the big game hunter, yeah. because he is the best character on the show apparently now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the other characters. Uh, mainly, I don't know his name, Mick Poyle. It's the only, uh, uh, it's the only uh, Jimmy Simpson, I think is his, his real name. His real name is Jimmy Simpson. His character name was Lowry. 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 Yeah, he was okay. He was a little one note also, because um, everything just kind of revolved back around to like him trying to psychoanalyze people or, yeah. or be a creeper. But creep, he was creep, a little bit of a creeper, yeah. a little bit of a racist. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was kind of a, an interesting character overall. Like he really, like I kind of, uh, I think that his scenes were the most interesting. Whenever he was in them, he he seems like an awkward prepubescent Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a you know, but he not prepubescent in real life, yeah. but just like you know, he should have been in Hannibal Rising. Hmm. No, I'm not going to bring that movie up again. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't do that anymore. Well, I think his character in this episode, at least, had the most background to the character, mm-hmm. at least because he had multiple phone calls with his mother. And you kind of really got a sense of like how tragic being like a, a child prodigy was. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's in jail for 25 years, by the way, yeah. which is a big deal because all of the other cons that they're working with are like, holy, what did you freaking do to get 25? Because like the other two were actual like yeah. big time convict, like hard ass out on the outside. Like, yeah. The girl was like a con, con artist, artist. Yeah. and like she she was going hard the entire time. Yeah, um, 
she uh i guess she's the other character i guess i want to talk about um the entrepreneur guy he was he was all right he was basically um like you really, actually i didn't really get too many uh scenes with him or at least uh, he, nothing really stood out too much he just seemed to be like kind of like a more of a straight man yeah his introduction scene is excellent when he's like negotiating with the other prison mate before he gets transferred like mm -hmm. that really kind of sets up his kind of character and the fact that um, the one deputy like gives him the keys uh, to the car, like that's a big deal too. But um, mm -hmm. he gets a lot of development moving forward in the seasons, and he becomes a really great character with a really great like arc. Though I do have to say the Jimmy Simpson character has the best um, two season arc ever. He like grows and changes and has tragedies and. All sorts of stuff with also being um, hilarious. So, uh, actually, I do want to talk about something that involves you, Jenny. <gasps> yes, you. <gasps> so, what? Uh, how did you find the show, and what made you watch it and continue to watch it? Um, the reason why I found it was because of Jimmy Simpson. Mm -hmm. um, I have the biggest HO for him. Um, he can do no wrong, and I found him. Because of that movie I made you guys watch. Oh, Stay oh, Alive. Yeah. Stay Alive, yeah. Because when I worked at the Hollywood Video, it would come on the trailer reel. And I was like, I don't I don't know why, but I, I like that guy. So then I watched the movie and I was like, holy, holy crack. I really like that guy. <laughs> you know? So um, deep diving into his like discography or whatever. <laughs> his filmography. You still have one glaring omission that you still have to kind of go over at some point with him in it. It's always sunny. Yeah, it's always sunny. I know. Yeah. Oh, he's more of a side character. He is, but uh, I, like I said, even though I'd seen things with him in it before I'd seen It's Always Sunny, like, he's just always going to be McPoyle to me. Yeah, he, he was the first thing I ever saw him in, and the second thing being that, uh, that really bad movie. Oh, Did alive. you guys not no. see him in Psych? I didn't watch Psych, but I saw him in 24. 24? He was 20, in 24? He was in 24. Jack Bauer killed him in season two. Oh, he, spoiler alert. He's in an episode of House. Yep. That's your favorite. Oh, is he? Yeah. And, uh... Was it Lupus? No, it's never Lupus. <laughs> like, he was... The funniest thing about this guy, about McPoyle, is that he was an underling to Uncle Rico. Season 2 was just wild of 24. Like, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite was like... Wait, Uncle Rico's in there? Yeah, Uncle Rico was in, like, basically the same episode as McPoyle. Yeah. And it is the most ridiculous thing in the world. That's huh? a weird cross-universe. Yeah, actually, I now that I think about it, was... You okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the, you remember the, the recent episode with the roller rink? Yes. Was the owner of the roller rink, was that Uncle Rico? I, I'm not sure. I, offhand, I want to say no, but the more I think back on them, I think I am starting to merge the faces together, so it could be. How about you people out in uh, podcast land? Because um, we don't feel like getting our phones, although we'll probably figure this out yeah. by the time you do it, but... No, it looks nothing like him. What's wrong <laughs> with you? Is, uh, the, is Uncle Rico a semi-regular in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I hope not, because that means he's just... For, for most of his career on the show, an extra in the background. Uh, I mean, the guy's got to get money somehow, right? I guess. Yeah, I got to pay the bills. I mean, we we recognize him as uh, as a character on the show. We don't know his name. Nope. I don't think anyone does. 
I don't think they know his name. I, they might have called him. I think it was Smokey, wasn't it? When the most recent yeah, episode? I think it was Smokey. Yeah. So uh, I guess back to Breakout Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the show um, you can tell the quality of it, like the storyline, the way that it was kind of put together and shot, is of the time when like. Um, it's by the creators of Prison Break mm-hmm. so it was like part way through there that they developed Breakout Kings because they have a crossover character later on called Teabag Teabag yes. uh, such yes. a good uh, such a good character and such a good episode but um, it's like like light Prison Break mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like um, Lost like it really does have like that kind of feeling because it does like that flashback sound yeah, it, you know it kind of i guess it was something that was uh like mid to late 2000s yeah and um and kind of like it's a product of its time product it, of its era it really is everybody has flip phones <laughs> yeah apparently you can you know wire bombs the flip flown flip, yes you flip flown flown flip flones a flippy flown i put a flip flown on and i go down to the bleach <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say that. That's, don't, no. Don't make jokes. The uh, <laughs> I I forget jokes. what I was gonna say. Um. So it was, this says 2011, but that seems like way too late. Yeah, it was like season four of Prison yeah, Break. 2011, like everyone had a smartphone by then, I think. Yeah. No, there's no way. Like next year was Psy yeah. and uh, oh, Gungam wow. style. Jeez. Wait, how do you know that? He, he's he's a he's a prodigy too, uh, a prodigy of sin, a prodigy of sigh and only sigh. <laughs> yeah, no, it says 2011. Like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, um, while we we're, I guess we took a little break to look at our phones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, when we said we wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and I didn't. Yeah, even yeah you didn't look up, at the see if that was smoky. The, the thing <laughs> that, that was Uncle supposed Rico. to. I'm sorry. <sighs> my man. Useless, just useless. Um, so, I guess with ten minutes left, we should probably talk maybe about what we thought about it, because we haven't done that yet. Um, I will start with Jenny, because I already know your answer, and it gives us time to think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I really liked it. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to yeah, let you get yeah, back yeah, to yeah, this. But, I, but, you could talk, Jenny, yeah, but really, but, stop. But, yeah, because I want to know, because I know your answer. But how does this compete with other episodes of the show is what I mean. Um, the pilot episode is weak in comparison to the rest of the show. But it does set up a couple things in motion that are very important later on. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, what really drives this into the season is the soundtrack. Because you've got that rockin' bass line that doom so good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that this was one of the weaker episodes, but it does a very good job at like painting the um the structure of an episode. Okay. So you you see a um a con in prison, mm-hmm. you see them struggle, you see them escape. Mm-hmm. And then they bring the thing, there's a briefing. They go and like do the thing, okay. you know, and try and find them. And whether they find them or not is dependent on the episode and a lot of them are bottle like um contained okay you okay. know so that they only deal with one comic at a time unless it's like towards the end of season two then there's something else that happens but all right so uh, that's good that that 
that's that's all I needed to know. <laughs> your 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 part is done. You can go home now. Mm. Um, wow. Well, I, I just feel like uh, the episodes are very much like House. They have a overarching storyline, but you can pop in at any time and just watch it. Okay. Be, you know, like yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. It's more so the of a, convicts are like the disease yeah. that they have to figure <laughs> out, like in House. Yeah. I, uh, one to one yes, ratio. Yes, yeah, yes. The escaped ones are the are the, it, yeah. are the problem. The, the diseases. It's a procedural. It's a procedural. Yeah, that's what I have to say. It's a procedural. Right, and then the the actual cons are like the the pill addiction and the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking and, spoilers. And the, the, the limp and the. Uh, you know. All right, the analogy's right, breaking right, down right, a little so, bit. So, so who's the who's the limp? Is is McPoyle the limp? Of course. Okay, so who's the pill addiction? That was Shane, probably. Shane. Okay, okay. Even though it would make more sense if it was McPoyle, but like, uh, that's giving too much away. And, um, and also, uh, what part of House's persona is played by the hunter? The big game hunter? Oh, the big game hunter? Yeah. Oh. Mm. We'll say, uh, He's the lazy eye. House has a lazy eye? Uh, House doesn't have a lazy eye. Uh, I don't know. It's his cane. It's the cane. He's, he's, he's the, the cane. cane. The yeah. cane. Yeah, he's the thing that the ties it all together. The brute force that yeah. you lean on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's the solid, the solid staff of foundation and strength that a cane represents. Canes represent strength. Hear that, Grandpa? All right. So, Britain, what did you think about the episode? Uh, uh, being that you were cooking meatballs. Yeah. It, it, you know, being that I was in the midst of meatballs. Uh, yeah, perfectly serviceable show. Uh, if you if you like a, you know, if kind of the crime dramas uh, are your thing, this is a you know another thing uh, like that, but with a twist. Kind of a, you know, not only from uh, you know focusing on the criminal, but from a criminal's perspective as well. Uh, so I I, I think it's a, it looks like it would be a good show, a good show to watch. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Um, it was fun. It was a procedural, and it did everything that a uh, procedural is supposed to do, especially in a pilot. Like, they did the whole Dirty Dozen thing. We're like, all right, we've got a team of criminals. We're going to knock off some time if they uh, do the job right. And um, for that, it was it was absolutely fine. Uh, there were characters that I didn't really like too much. Uh, like, there's a... Um, there's two, I guess, law enforcement officers. One of them who is a, a United States Marshal, I think he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and actually, I thought he was a pretty cool character uh, overall. I thought he was... Um, actually, other than uh, McPoyle and the big game hunter, I thought he was the most interesting character on the, the show. The the Marshal? Yeah. The, I, th- you know, I, I almost thought he was a bit of a stick in the mud. And I kind of... I, I did enjoy that, and I knew... Uh, like I said, at the end, he kind of does the whole, all right, let him go thing, you know, we'll see what happens, and he caps him down, and it was like, you know, it was kind of a, it was cool. He also had that, um, I guess, heart defect or something, because he had to take medication mm-hmm. for it, and I don't know, I really, I really enjoyed his character, even though it was uh, very much a straight man character. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a very well done and almost necessary angle to the show. Um, I would say that he was probably my second favorite character behind McPoyle. Uh, but I did not like his partner, uh, the guy who looked like a Macy's balloon uh, that had been blown up too much. I don't even know his name. Ray Zanknelly. Yeah, Ray Ray Zelensky. I did not like him uh, at all. Ah, uh, I didn't mind him. He was he was all right. 
I feel like in the pilot, they really shoved in your face like, I'm going to talk in this accent and I'm going to do the thing and I need to put my, you know, measuring stick out and show you how big it is, you know? <laughs> and wait till, he, wait till he breaks out his Oxford, England accent. <laughs> um, they tone it down a little bit as the season goes on yeah. and they really do show that he and the other guy become like partners, you know, like... It's, oh, I'm sure. You know, it's like the the desk jockey and the um, off the cuff guy. It's like a very is that like a lethal weapon thing? Kind of. Uh, I mean, never seen Lethal Weapon. I never saw them. I'm That's sorry. That's a perfect I'm Christmas just... movie. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, it's man. I, I thought I thought that was like a thing you had to do as an American to see <laughs> to see she, Lethal Weapon. She saw um, his time. I. I was too busy watching Con Air, so. Oh, fair I'm, enough. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, Lethal, I like Lethal Weapon a lot better. I will but fight. You haven't you even seen Lethal Weapon. Doesn't even matter. You're, you're gonna say, is Nick Cage in Lethal right. Weapon? Is, is John Malkovich John in Malkovich? Lethal Weapon? Is John, John Cusack in Lethal Weapon? Is Dave Chappelle in Lethal Weapon? <laughs> it's like no, but uh, you know who's in it? Mel Gibson. Not That's Danny better. Trejo. Not Steve Buscemi. Well. No, Steve Buscemi's not in it. But Gary Busey is. Yeah. Ugh. Gary Busey is a... You don't like Gary Busey? He's in that dog movie, Quincy or whatever. Isn't he? That's the criteria you're basing <laughs> Gary Busey off of? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's in that dog movie? You know, Quincy. Maybe that's not it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Damn him to hell. Well, like, I think I've seen his um, his brother, like, more. Jake Busey? Jake, is that his son? Is that his son? I, I don't so. know. The, whoever was in Identity. Oh, that's John Cusack. No, yes, but <laughs> no, no, the other guy. I don't know. I've never seen Identity. Or is he a Baldwin? I don't know. Jake Baldwin. No, he's definitely a Busey. There's, yeah, there is a there is a Jake Busey. It, yeah, he's like, like he was in uh, Starship Troopers, wasn't he? Oh, was he? I don't know. What's happening? Where are uh, we? We've lost ourselves. I just saw, I know there's a guy with big horse teeth in Starship Troopers. That's, oh, that's gotta be a Busey. That's yeah, a yeah, that's a Busey. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> so, um... Or was that Matthew Lillard? I... No, he was in 13 Ghosts. Do not Ghosts. even... Right now. Do not Matthew invoke Lillard him. Matthew Lillard is my, my heart and joy. <laughs> Everyone's your heart and joy. Okay. Why don't you fuck all the way off right now? <laughs> It's not my fault that I have a lot of love to give. <laughs> it's the holiday season. Well, it's not anymore. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, it is, is going to be very much not the holiday season. It could be March at this point. Uh, we don't know. We don't know when we're releasing these. Yeah, I we might not even release these this year. I could get uh, I could get stuck in America. We could be know. doing these for no one. Yeah, we could just be doing these for ourselves. And in that case, let's all sing a nice happy song. Go row, ahead. row, row, row your boat. I like it. We all sang songs, which I didn't expect, and I also like that we all sang different songs, which I kind of expected. You, you didn't. You didn't say what song to then sing. That's fine. Yeah, we all had didn't. different songs that we. Um, I was row, row, row your boat. You, for some fucking reason, was the Charlie Brown Christmas song. Yes. I don't know what you were singing. Like, uh, enlighten us. I was. I was just singing whatever song was in the air. <laughs> You see that she actually brought real music to us. We just kind of. 
people are gonna rewind it now and listen and be like, she was not. She, uh, she that that was a Star Trek. Theme. Like she's the only person in this room who who can sing, too. <laughs> That's not true. Mark can sing sometimes. <laughs> Hear that, folks? I I have permission now to sing. Right. What and have now, you done? So what sorry. have you done? I'm so sorry. Now uh, I have the Star Trek theme song in my head. Which one? Ba, 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 ba. Oh, I have oh, the. You say you're like you're next generation. Yeah, I'm. Thank you. Actually, it's a Star Trek devotion Also, by the way, I am a next gen girl. I'm not a. I I do enjoy the original series, but I am a next gen girl. I'm an Enterprise fan. <laughs> I've only no. I've only ever seen one episode of the original, two episodes of the original Star Trek. One of them was the pilot that we actually watched mm-hmm. for the Antarctica episodes, um, and the Tribbles episode. And I watched oh, the Trouble fir- with Tribble. Yep, Trouble with Tribble. And I watched the. First episode of Star Trek Enterprise when it came out because I'm, I'm a he huge Quantum a, Leap fan. He has an yeah. HO for uh, yeah, I have an H-O for Scott Bakula. <laughs> Scott Bakula. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, Britain, Britain does. No, I don't. Britain does. He told no. me he does. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know, Britain. You're looking a little guilty over there. Little green in the gills. <laughs> oh my. Oh no, not Scott Bakula. <laughs> guilty is <as> charged. <laughs> One, I'm going to say one last little story before we uh, leave, we because go. it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. uh, before we leave and wrap up, uh, I'm still working at the library at the right. time of this recording, and um, it's the end of the year. It's uh, right now, literally, it's December 16th. Uh, yes. Okay, thank you. And I have a display coming out that's um, about, like, uh, in memorial people who died this year, uh, which is a little tacky. Oh, man, that's bringing in the yucks. But, but um, I was going through to see, like, you know, who's, uh, you know, who's passed and everything like that. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to quantum leap out there because Al just died and everything. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, um, I, I think it was uh, Charles Grodin or something just died. And I was like, what was he in? I'm like, oh, Beethoven. I got a few of those out there. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't think I should put Beethoven on the wall because kids are going to look at that and think that the dog fucking died and I'm just like like did Beethoven die I'm like no 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 well yeah the father did <laughs> and Beethoven's been dead for years kids decades it's not like you could put Clifford on there cause... But, oh yeah no we don't have that and also it's a big red dog they're gonna think that he died too uh, I can't I, I can't read oh so yeah, I, I just thought that was that was just one last little thing I'm going to throw out because it is something I genuinely sat at work today thinking about laughing. And I was like, oh, that'll be a fun story to tell. Kids being sad that a dog's dead. Har, har, hearty har. Har, har. Should be told to a psychiatrist. It just was. Um, so. <laughs> Breakout Kings. <laughs> Good show. It was alright. Watch it if you like uh, prison-related shows and procedurals. Hey, it was a it was a procedural. I mean, every procedural has an interesting, uh, we'll say, unique selling point. So uh, this one was about um, prisoners trying to find prisoners. So it was okay. Uh, if you like Jimmy Simpson, you might want to give it a watch and <laughs> be like Jenny and watch the whole thing. Watch the whole thing. It is just two seasons. Oh. Does, does it end on a cliffhanger? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. 
It is the worst because I rewatched it uh, not too long ago and uh, forgot that it ended on the cliffhanger. Just like the Sarah Connor Chronicle. Connor Chronicle. Sarah Connor Chronicle. So, take it easy, everybody. Thanks for joining us. True Goodbye. That'll hold the little soupies.